Welcome to Being Olivia, the podcast that promotes holistic wellness for women of color. Follow along as we explore our identities, take in the world around us, and create our own wellness journey. This podcast is powered by J. Olive LLC. Please be advised the content of this series should not substitute seeking professional care, advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We welcome your host, Jasmine Brooks. Hello, everyone. I'm just really excited to be back. Uh, I always say I've been gone for a minute, now I'm back. <laughs> um, corny, right? Um, but shout out to all my little Kim fans. Uh, anyways, um, just really excited to be back to cap off the hashtag Be Brave. Um, it was just interesting how, like, how just relieved I feel that, you know, this this part is almost complete um because a lot has just been happening um and I can sit here and tell you all these great things that you can do and then boom all this weight just comes down on me and it just proves my point that you know you have to keep striving keep pushing um keep being focused and also just you know sitting in what you're needing to sit in for as long as it takes so that you can you know again press forward and so this hashtag be brave was very timely um given just where i am with my life um so many things have significantly changed as far as my relationships with folks um just trying to figure out what to do for the future as far as like work and you know trying to also be um in uh, active member in my community so again a lot has changed and so I'm just glad to kind of cap some of this stuff off and focus on maintaining your stride so we've already kind of talked about um, identifying the weight in your life and then um, the second episode was talking about um, how to address that weight so just a recap it's thinking about like organizing and prioritizing, you know, identifying what is realistic and how you can address things. Um, Also just being honest with yourself about what can you control, what's out of your control and starting to sort those things to the best of your ability. Um, Also too, just that self-care, right? It's so easy for us to say self-care. I think we toss that around and I think sometimes it lands in places Um, that are helpful and not so helpful, meaning that, you know, um, if we're not always practicing it, sometimes we get really down. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, it's a ever, ever lasting, never ending journey of figuring out what works for you. Um, And also to, and lastly, um, thinking about how you're responding to the world, how you're responding to people um, is super important because just this recent you know, point in my life, I'm just focusing on the fact that like, I have very negative responses to things. And I had to ask myself, why Uh, was I giving so much energy to X? Why was I giving so much frustration to Y? And like, just again, trying to dig deeper about where it's coming from. And so all those things are super important. If you have not checked out the, the second episode, like, please do so before we move forward. But 
let's get into stressors of the week. And I'll say weeks because <laughs> I've been gone for weeks. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. I'm just really feeling Mary. Um, I've been like blasting her for the past few days. Um, and man, is she like speaking to my soul. <laughs> so I hope you all, you know, felt that little, that little move there. Um, so like I said, I've been gone for a minute, right? So like what's been going on, a bunch of everything, nonsense, hot mess, and joys. So um, I first want to get into the fact that I just adored uh, being a facilitator for the Women of Color Network at Iowa State. So this network was started by an amazing group of women of color um, who really saw that they lacked um, space on campus when it came to you know conferences, learning about leadership, identity, um, and building community. And so Women of, color, Women of Color Network has been, you know, around for some time now. So we take uh, young women um, who uh, either identify, um, self-identify as women in any way, any capacity um, or expression. And we, again, they're all of color. And we take them on a retreat for a weekend. And we really just dive deep into, you know, having them understand coming to just uh, you know a basic level of understanding of their identity, the impacts of it, you know, um, the powers at play when it comes to privileges on campus, how they you know um, plan to handle being students, you know, because it's the beginning of the year, and also just uh, that starting point of building community for the beginning of the year because they um, are a student organization. So I have been participating in it um, for this is my second year. Um, and I just really enjoy the connection that I have with the students. You, you know, you get a small group of students. I, I got about four. Um, we just walked on this really awesome journey together and I loved our conversations because one, we all in my group in particular identified um, as multi-ethnic and multiracial. And so um, a lot of that really impacted our lens um, and how we, um, handled certain things when it came to our family, when it came to relationships, when it came to, you know, trying to be really great in our work. Most of the students in my group were STEM, um, and so they were giving me a lot of insight about what it means to be a woman of color that's multidimensional um, in the STEM field, right? Um, and how, how special and strong they are in the things that they have managed um, and handled with poise and elegance and you know just just strength and so it was such a really good um, weekend that I was just able to get poured into and I was able to pour into other students and I just also appreciate you know at the end of the, the, the retreat we were able to do um, an activity called touch someone so also, if you plan to do this ever, um, please make sure that you um, try and find ways to not physically touch people because you never know what they're going through. And especially in such a space like this, it's a really sensitive, um, sensitive just environment. So we really did a good job of finding a way of um, being able to show each other care and love without having to physically touch. 
Um, and so we were able to place beads in folks' hands as we, you know, um, would say something like, touch someone who really made you smile. And so um, we all stood in a circle and closed our eyes. The folks in the middle were able to go around um, and, and um, again, respond to that. And so I thought it was really neat that with every statement that was said, you know, at least one to, you know, four or five folks really, you know, put those beads in my hands to just, you know, reaffirm for me that I'm not out here doing it for nothing and that they are learning from me. They do see me as a role model. And uh, one of them actually wrote me a letter. And so that really made me feel really, really happy because um, I was having such a tough time and I was able to share with them something that was really hard for me to share when it came to the changes in my relationship with my parents um, and how I just had to, you know, go through this really hard struggle of that and so that was what that was um, and I think the other big thing that I'm just having to deal with is feeling a race um, in my work um, having to be reminded that there are folks who are taking some of my ideas and, and using it for their own and at first you're just like oh I feel really good about it it's great um, they you know believe in something that I'm doing and running with it. But then I start to look around and I'm just like, I'm not getting any credit for this stuff. Um, and if I do, it doesn't feel good because it's either gloating in some way, um, maybe you all have dealt with this of like having to balance um, how much, you know, applause you give yourself versus trying to be humble. Um, and I've just always been a person to shy away from um, getting any type of attention. Um, but I know for myself, like I do a really great job and I know I am a great person and I know that I'm very intelligent and in all sorts of ways I have made a difference. And so um, I know that for myself, but it's still really hard to hear it from others because I just don't ever know where it's coming from and because of my work environment I'm just very much in this mindset of having to watch people because um, just with what's going on in my life it's made me very paranoid that are these folks really supporting me or are they, are they you know, just hoping that I stay, like I really just trying to understand folks motives which makes me super paranoid so I, I am mindful of that but um, yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm sitting at of having to deal with this erasure um, and taking baby steps to address it for myself because it is very taxing to walk into a space and be reminded that, you know, you put in so much work and then it's like the team's effort and I'm like, I did this on my own, like, you know? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, like I did this on my own. And so again, maybe you all have dealt with this and maybe I'm just like out here like willy-nilly just again being paranoid, but I'm sure that this is also too in relation to being a woman of color and how much with the balance feeling, you know, like we're crazy and other times feeling validated and most of the time it's validated by folks who look like us and I think right now I'm not having a lot of folks who look like me that are around me and so again I think that's just inflaming this idea of 
paranoia of not trusting folks and really just trying to figure that out. So at the end of the day, it is a journey. I always say it's a journey. Um, and I'm not trying to race through this, but it's just an interesting time right now. But I am super ecstatic that it is now October. I wish I was born in October because it's like literally my favorite month. It's like right when, you know, it's raining just enough. It's enough of like cold weather to wear a sweater, but not all the way. The leaves are turning colors and falling. Like it's just a really good month. And also my favorite holiday, which we should have off. And it, that is um, Halloween. And so I just came uh, from the store with my husband because I was trying to figure out like, who do I want to dress up as? Because like every year I've dressed up as someone. Don't ask me why. Um, I will literally just probably tell you because I want to. Um, uh, but in all honesty, like, there are times where I really just remember um, just the, the feeling of um, dressing up as something else and being representative of that, whether it be you know, someone great in our history or my favorite cartoon character um, or something fun in college. Um, and those are really awesome memories and I just want to continue that. And I, and I also enjoy just dressing up, going to college um, uh, and being on the college campus because you know it gives them something else to laugh at and be you know make it fun and that's just what I try and do so last year I was a nurse which was also interesting because I'm in a wellness office so when people came in they automatically thought I was a doctor which also made me feel really good because I'm like representation matters <laughs> so at the end of that that is where I'm at um, so I'm excited for my costume I've went very subtle um, and actually I found it at a store called Box Lunch. I don't know if you ever heard of that store but I love that store. It's very nostalgic. There's everything in there from our 90s, early 2000s childhood from like Hey Arnold to um, new things like from Marvel, um, like new characters from Marvel and so I just really love that store. I actually signed up for one of their um, rewards because I feel like I'm about to spend a lot of money in there but I digress it's been an up and down type of situation and so I'm just really kind of at the tail end of mellowing off I have some really cool upcoming programs um, and then after that I get to kind of relax and kind of see what my next steps are but that's what that is right so I'm sure you all want to get into um, our episode so I'll transition us into maintaining our stride. Yay! So, uh, maintaining our stride. I thought this was super important because um, I could sit here and tell you all day, like, address, 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 and you can go and be great and go do it, but, like, what does it even mean to continue that progress? Because I, myself, just even currently um, having to really put some anchors down so that I maintain focus and what is important to me and sometimes it's super hard because I'm just like I really don't want this in my life anymore I really want 
to be happy, um, my sense of happiness. And some of the stuff is just still coming up because I'm exposed, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm worried. Like all these things just kind of just pile on to the thing I'm trying to avoid, the person I'm trying to avoid, the feeling I'm trying to avoid because it all comes out of avoidance, right? When you are trying to avoid a particular thing, everything around you is going to remind you of it, no matter how hard you try. And that's something that I've just noticed and I'm just like, wow, why is this still happening? Why are these things so hurting? Um, and, you know, it feels violent in some instances, especially if it's, you know, something that has really hurt you over and over and over again and you're just like, enough is enough, right? Um, and you stall yourself. But I want to get us to a place, right? I'm inserting myself here to us to a place to where we can maintain our goals of addressing our weight, um, addressing the issues in our lives, and, you know, holding ourselves accountable to that. So the first one, first point I want to make is creating check-ins and setting goals. So um, I always say, like, um, when you're thinking of goals, I mentioned SMART goals, right? Like, thinking about the different ways in which it can be strategic and measurable, but um, one thing to, another way to think about goals is um, what are you looking for? Like what, what is the end result of what you want to achieve? And this next part of that question is how do you know you'll get it, right? Like how do you know that you'll get it? And it won't just be a feeling, right? Like there's certain things that'll come up for you that it's like, okay, these three things are gonna, I'm gonna know I received it or achieved it or accomplished it in some way. And so I'll give you an example of, um, again, I, I can't remember if I was talking about my health, but um, I know that I have always struggled with um, having really bad stomach aches. And it has just always been my source of anxiety because I know that when I carry stress, it goes straight to my stomach and I don't feel like eating and it's, you know, very painful. And I know that I've tried medication, I've tried changing my diet, I've also looked into, you know, what I'm allergic to, like I've done all the things you can think of over the sun, but I consistently have these struggles with um, painful stomach aches. And so I set myself up to drink more tea and more water um, and pacing out some of my meals so I'm not eating as much in small, you know, pieces of time. Also trying to um, not feel so stressed about what I'm eating and more thinking about the quantity and portion of it and spreading it out and also listening to my body. And so how I've thought about ways in which I accomplish those goals is not only is my stomach not hurting, right? Like that would be awesome, which it hasn't. Um, but also like I just have a newfound, you know, love for food. I also um, don't feel anxious eating. You see what I'm saying? Like you really can identify those other touch points that aren't just like one goal, but how do I know I got it, right? Um, and, and really just taking those moments. And the check-ins are really um, setting up maybe 
times to where maybe once a month or once a week you're checking in with yourself and seeing how you're feeling. Maybe do a mood tracker, which is really good. You can download it anywhere. You just Google mood tracker. If you have like a bullet journal or something like that, just get something small. You can probably just see like where am I feeling my highs, where am I feeling my lows. Maybe you are more of a visual person and that is helpful for you. Um, if you have someone around that can really help you check in um, and you know make sure to ask some questions or if it's your counselor, whomever it could be, or whatever utensil or tool you want to use to help do check-ins, you know, be mindful of how often you're doing it and seeing if it's working for you. But it really is again to take a time and a moment to at least say to yourself what's going on and is this working for me? Because you don't want to spend so much time um, thinking about this stuff, putting effort into it, and then it doesn't change, right? And you don't see any results and you don't see any changes in like feeling or mood or anything like that. So create those check-ins. Again, look at your goals. Say what do you want to achieve and how do you know you'll get it? The next one is help. Help is super, super, super important. Um, I have learned how to ask for help and I feel so much better um, because I was so afraid of saying like I don't feel okay um, or I feel really sad to a friend or to my husband or to anybody who is important to me because I am the strong one right I'm the one that has it together which is completely false, right? The strongest people you definitely need to look out for uh, because I think we we carry a lot of horror and um, because we have self-identified or been identified as the strongest, we felt less likely to want to expose ourselves as opposite of what folks see us as. And so getting that help to navigate things and to hold you accountable. So I've been spending a lot of time with my, my husband and my friends and you know they have just been really instrumental in pumping me up, you know, reminding me how great I am. And even when I say, oh stop it, like that's not me, they're like, no, you're awesome. And they hug me and they hold me, right? Like I feel like in these moments where I am just struggling the most, I don't like being held or touched and my brain is saying that my body's saying that but my feeling is that I want to be loved on I want to be reminded that someone out here cares for me and that someone wants me to to succeed and so um, some of sometimes that can be super conflicting right because if I'm you know carrying myself like I don't want to be you know exposed but then I also want that love and affection to help me you know get better and get out of my hole that can that can really be harmful in a lot of different ways and so I love the help that I get because I, I um, have been able to even you know teach people how to help me that's also another step um, and maybe I'll do a podcast about that of teaching folks how to love on you when you need it the most um, because it's just not something that I was ever taught to accept um, love and affection even in the hardest time I've just learned how to cope with it on my own and I've just noticed for most of my life I have struggled the most when those when I've taken that route and so Help is super, super important. The next one, I call it construction cones. 
because those bumps as you're going down that road to addressing what you're doing you can't help that there's potholes especially if your potholes look like pittsburgh potholes like no no shade to pittsburgh but pittsburgh potholes are gigantic and deep and ridiculously like present <laughs> but um yeah the the potholes putting the cones up so question for you to think about is knowing what makes you return to that thing you're trying to address like what is your kryptonite like what makes you not um, really just tackle that thing um, the way that you should and and you know meet it head on and so because you're going to still try and figure that out because that requires a lot of honesty by the way like if you're not ready like you won't have cones to even put down so um until you can start to figure those things out set up cones set up uh ways that you can start to identify oh i'm about to head down that road i'm about to hit that bump how can i avoid it um how can I maneuver myself and change lanes so that I don't wind up where I'm trying to leave? Um, if that, again, is a personal experience or a thing. Um, and your cone could be anything. Your cone could be, um, again, another way to think about it are triggers. So I know that a trigger for me when it comes to my stress um, is not getting enough sleep and that's something that I struggle with a lot because I know if I don't get sleep then I'm just gonna head downhill because that's gonna affect my mood and how much I want to eat and if I want to eat and then I'm starting to get really angry and mad about everything and so um, my cone is setting alarm for myself um, and really trying to force myself to sleep um, and that's something I, again, your cone is going to be a struggle, but that could, again, for me, it's setting alarm, you know, having my partner hold me accountable to go to bed on time, um, trying not to wake up um, so early, giving myself a little bit more time to adjust um, to, these, to this weather, because for sure, when it's raining and it's cold, I just want to be inside, curled up, and relaxed. So. Think about your cone, and that is knowing what makes you return um, to that thing you're trying to change. The next thing is replacing and reassociating. So uh, for everyone blank, give yourself an affirmation. So for every negative thing that you say to yourself, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, it's ridiculous, my fault, like give yourself an affirmation. And I think this is super key because this has helped me kind of give myself grace. I think we tell each other to give each other grace as women of color and we don't really explain how that works. And so this is a, this is a really good way of doing that, of for every negative, give yourself a positive. And it doesn't even need to match it doesn't need to be sandwiched like for every negative thought give yourself a positive and that is going to work a really interesting muscle in your brain because we have just always been told and and shown in so many ways that we aren't good enough um and particularly as a black woman i know that uh the world you know 
treats me and views people who look like me as a bottom of a barrel. And so because I know that, I give myself more affirmation than ever, right? If that is telling myself I'm beautiful or uh, for every time I call myself bad or ridiculous or I did something wrong, I at least tell myself what I did right and what I could do, what opportunities there are for me. Um, and it's not to say that like, you know, you won't feel that way, you won't feel a negative. I think that that is okay. Now again, I say seek, um, seek care, but um, just what I've noticed in my journey is that negative won't go away. Like I always have this little person that disguises herself as a protector, right, to tell me to not do something or to not um, feel this way or to respond this way and it's just been a really bad experience like she's gonna always be on my shoulder whispering in my ear but I also created this new person to tell me something that I need to hear that I need to be affirmed um, in my spaces because that's that's who's gonna make me push forward um, and that's the you know the thing that's gonna make me you know um, tackle this fear that I have this fear of not being successful, not being you know, seen as equal, and not feeling important, whatever it could be. Again, that um, negative talk that you may have. And so um, telling yourself, I deserve love, I deserve respect. And then, you know, giving yourself a little bit more detail about what that means. So love means care, concern, compassion, um, X, Y, Z, right? Respect means um, validation, um, empathy, uh, tone, all of those things, right? So take it a step further. The, the more you do it, the longer you do it, the easier it gets. And so um, I don't want to tell you like, hey, you won't have negative talk. You may not, like the longer you do it. And I think for me, I've only been doing it for about a year. Um, and it's still there. It's still very loud. Um, but I think the other voice is getting louder and, and I'm super excited about that. The last one is language. So paying attention to the language you are using. So when you are trying to address these issues in your life, what words are you associating with some of these things? So blank makes me feel blank, right? So if you are always angry, let's just take that emotion. That emotion can be just super tied to like so many things. So breaking that down, I am angry when blank happens. And then starting to do a lot of reflection about what language you can use. And when I say language, it's really about being more specific. So um, calling things what it is and not what you're feeling because if you're doing a feeling it won't it will be misunderstood it will be misunderstood and you won't be able to identify the core of where it's coming from and so calling it what it is so back to um back to like my example of my health um i've always just called it oh i'm just stressed Right, and so when I say that uh, and use that language, I'm invalidating that I'm actually in a lot of pain and um, 
when you say stress, for me, how I've thought of stress is that it comes and goes. It ebbs and flows, it doesn't stay forever. But this pain has been in my life since college, so we're talking over, we're talking over five years here, right? So I have just noticed that when I just call it stress, I'm diminishing the importance of it and how it is impacting my life and how I'm not taking the steps I need to address it. And so I call it pain. I call it pain. I, I say that it hurts um, because that's what it is. Um, and that has made it more important for me when I've changed that language to go to the doctor, to take it more seriously about what I'm doing and, and how I'm, I'm addressing it because um, now that it's not this ebb and flow thing and it's only because I'm stressed, it, it, it's making it more of a priority that I need to do something about it and be active in it consistently. And so I've, I've even noticed a change in myself of taking better care for my health. And even when I don't, like, I know what I should be doing, right? So, like, I know that I can't eat or drink a lot of dairy and so when I do I'm just like yep this pain is gonna come and again I my cone wasn't upright because I smelled a really bomb cheesecake and instead of just having one, one slice I had multiple so <laughs> going back to that right like the cones but um calling it what it is in that language and really helps you um Start to help make adjustments like that's the big thing is, is language and paying attention to the language that other people use so like you know I I hear other people you know respond in certain ways and then I'm like okay do I am I overreacting like no I think kind of again examine what's going on um, the best way to do that is again and reflect on back to our original episode what is weighing you down right why are you responding in this way and then what can you do to address it and then maintain yourself while you're addressing it so um again let's go back over because there's five um so creating checkpoints and goals that really again is what do you want to end up with and how do you know you'll get it two setting up help so if that is, you know, family or friends that can help create accountability and helping you navigate and affirming yourself, it's really important. Three is thinking about your cones. Um, so what makes you return to that thing that you're trying to address um, and setting those up for the future so that when those bumps come, you can swerve to another lane. Four is replacement and reassociating. So for every negative thought that you have, giving yourself some positive reinforcement. So things like um, I deserve love, I deserve respect, um, and, and or whatever else would be helpful for you. Again, to replace some of the negative talk that we give ourselves. And lastly, it's language, right? So um, calling things what it is and, and saying it out loud. Um, can really help affirm the experience that you're trying to create and um, making this journey feel um, not as heavy. So um, hopefully these things helped you, but um, just really excited for 
uh, our upcoming sessions. So um, let's kind of cap off this amazing journey of hashtag be brave. As you notice, like I'm very eclectic with my music. So yes, that was Sugarland. <laughs> um, I do like country music. I really do. I um, actually went to college in a very, very heavily country uh, <laughs> themed area in rural Nevada, northern Nevada. So that's the reason why I know this song. But um, I actually failed to just remind you all about following me on Instagram, being underscore Olivia, um, and checking out um, a new episode that I have for um, a review of an app called Headspace. It came up on my feed somehow and I was just like, huh, I wonder what this is and I think I really like it. So it is an app that helps you um, meditate um, and be consistent about it. So it helps you like set up, you know, date times, how, you know, how many sessions you want. Um, they give you a lot of sessions before they ask you to subscribe, which again is very rare that I see those things. And so I did a review of it, just kind of um, the initial looking over, glancing at the app. Um, but I'll probably do another review of it after I've used it for some time and seeing how I've kind of just worked through it. And I hope to continue to do things like that because I think that'll be helpful for you all as we think about wellness, um, different arenas that um, provide resources and support and those types of things. So visit um, my Instagram to see that link for that video. But um, upcoming stuff, right? So I have so many ideas that I want to start with. And so I might do some article reviews for the podcast. I uh, also want to think about work and wellness. So how are we creating that work-life balance? Like whatever that is, right? Um, and then uh, this sisterhood, like what sisterhood has taught me. And I may want to, you know, help my friend um, come on the podcast. I have a lot of really awesome women in my life that I look up to um, that have taught me a lot about friendships. And it's really helped change and mold the woman I'm trying to become and so that'll be probably the next episode but hopefully you all stay tuned um, and thank you for starting this journey with me and I'm just really excited to get to some you know upbeat interesting fun stuff too um, but hopefully the hashtag be brave really helped um, anchor us in the importance of uh, really focusing on us as individuals as people as humans being better, striving to create um, a safer environment for our feelings and our success and our goals. Like I really wanted to end with that. And again, I just appreciate you all for sticking out with me. So have an amazing, amazing day or evening whenever time you listen to this. And thank you. Thank you for listening to Being Olivia. Subscribe via SoundCloud and check us out on Instagram at being underscore Olivia. As always, be true to yourself and live your best life.